So I want to talk to you about how to pay off your home by the time you're 40 or any sort of big goal like this. And I know it's contingent on a lot of different factors that everybody is sort of can have all of these sort of, you know, thoughts and and things like that. But I want you to um, really think about what I'm going to say, because I think it makes sense. We were able to, that was a goal that we had um, as a family is to pay off our home by the time that we were 40 and we were able to do that. Um, and it took a lot of work and effort, but we're happy to do it because that gives us a lot of freedom after. So we could just quit our jobs if we want to. We don't really have a lot of expenses and things like that. Uh, and so it does open up a lot of avenues. So how do you actually pay off your home by the time you're 40? And you can, you know, listen to the whole Dave Ramsey thing and stuff. And I think for the most part, he's right. Don't really like his political views and all that kind of stuff. The, sometimes comes across, uh, often comes across, I, I, I sort of stopped listening to him because I sort of couldn't take it. Um, but, you know, how do you pay off your home by the time you're 40? You really have to make a lot of decisions by um, getting there, to get there, right? So um, it really started off, my wife and I, when we were dating, and we had, um, you know, we thought about Um, this was kind of a goal for us, right? We wanted to pay off our our house by the time, um, you know, by the time we were 40. And I paid it off. I think I would, you know, I had about three more months left. Um, And by the time where both of us had about three or four more months left before we turned 41, so we were able to do that. And it's not like what you think in terms of... um, you know, of, of not living a good life and all of that kind of stuff. In fact, it's the complete opposite. We've lived a pretty good life. But what we do is we um, we did for a long time, you know, prioritize things that um, built the relationship rather than, you know, other things to sort of experience things that could be expensive. So we did a lot of walks. Um, and, you know, before you sort of criticize... Um, you know, that I make all this kind of money and stuff. You have no idea about academia, then, if that's the case, because I did not make an income, um, any sort of substantial income, until I think it was like 32, 31. My wife had an income, but, um, you know, early on, you don't make a lot of money in the career that that she was in. Um, she's since sort of growing, and we both have grown into, you know, having more money. Um, you know, more of an income. And really what it it comes down to is us determining that we're going to do this and um, we're going to stick by this long, very long-term goal, which seemed like kind of unattainable, right, at the time, but we knew that we could do it. So we did not, you know, we didn't have cable. We didn't sort of buy things. There's a couple of, like, things that I was not happy with a purchase. We bought a new um, car and leased it. That was a mistake um, early on. Um, But other than that, you know, the cars we we own, we own them for a very long time. Um, We didn't have cable for 15 years. Um, We also, here's another thing that's like really important is we make decisions based on the fact that we can afford the particular home. That's, That's the sort of thing I was talking about is many of you can make those decisions too. Um, 
where you sort of choose to live in a city that's pretty expensive or the homes are, are expensive. And, you know, that was an active choice to think about it. Now, if I would have got a job in academia in one of these cities, um, I probably would have taken it and it would have extended how long we would have paid off our home, but we would have still made a lot of decisions to try to pay it off um, in various different ways. And, and if not, by 40, you know, if we lived in New York, we'd probably try to pay it off by the time we got to 45, right? And, and how you do that is you don't live in Manhattan. You know, you live an hour and a half outside of Manhattan in one of the boroughs that are, are much more affordable. Um, right and and then you sort of commute in and do all that kind of stuff right and there's a lot of sort of sacrifice that's involved to do all of those things um where you make those choices along the way there's lots and lots of little tiny choices and it's not one particular choice that you do but it's all of them that add up and they add up over time um like they just compound in terms of what you're doing and it does get slightly easier towards the end of the last couple of years um, however we still were pushing things back and people made fun of us for the the telephone that we had we had voice over IP phones which were like 15 bucks a year um, made to, everybody made fun of that everybody made fun of the fact that we didn't have cable um, you know family and friends um, you know they didn't necessarily we just you know didn't travel nearly as much every travel every trip that we took was just really like going back home um to see family and friends we still kind of do that um you know we still haven't did a big trip where we've gone to europe and did all of that kind of stuff although we'd like to do that it's you know we just haven't sort of prioritized those things um and we prioritize paying off our house first and sort of having stability around us first um, before we did a lot of the other things that a lot of people do. So we're living life kind of backwards compared to what the average person does, right? Most people live life first and have a lot of fun um, for the first 15 years, but we're doing it completely backwards um, compared to what the norm is so that we can have a long and prosperous life and enjoy a lot of stuff. Um, so we can just stop if we want to. Um, working, in fact, I, I think we are at the point that, you know, we, we could, um, you know, just retire today if we wanted to. I'm not, we're not going to do that, but we're at a point where we can, we could do that. And it requires a lot, right? Like, um, both me and my wife work and all of what we ended up doing is basically putting all of one salary into um, into our home, right? So both of us work and we paid into our home. And you could do that all over the world, right? Like you might think that that is un unreasonable or untenable. Um, well, you know, even if you don't make a heck of a lot of money and combine to income, right? You both have to sort of be looking for how you can sort of move up um, in terms of the career choices that you're getting and, you know, investing in your education that took a lot of work and dedication. I don't think anybody, people don't realize that, you know, to, to get some of, you know, a professional designation. My, my undergrad is an engineer, for example. I studied my butt off for a long time 
Um, five years seems like a, a long time when you're doing it. And, you know, looking back, it's not a lot. But when you're doing it, when everybody else seems like they're having fun and all that kind of stuff, I mean, it hurts. Um, and you're living super poorly. Basically, my favorite meal, um, my wife makes fun of me now, is like rice and peas, frozen peas, and some hummus. You put that together, and I lived like that for four months, um, you know, when I was working because I didn't have a heck of a lot of income. I was sort of saving for, for school um, and you just keep doing that and you live like that kind of college student for or university student for a, a long time and you just keep pushing it out and part of it had to do with training in graduate school right when you're doing a PhD you don't make that much money and so you don't have a lot of extra um, available and you get used to living like that and so once that's done um, we just carried that out that, that was that was really so our life didn't work didn't change that much we still just did walks and you know spent time together um, you know my outlet we, we did have a gym membership um, at an inexpensive gym for a while now you know I, I swim so I have a, a you know and pay for a swim membership and stuff but like keeping all of those expenses as low as possible by making all of these little choices of where you live and um, you know what are you going to do and all of these things it is absolutely possible and I believe it's possible um, all, of, all over the world you just have to sort of make those decisions to do it and you will find all sorts of stories no matter what country you're in you know what sort of income level and all of that kind of stuff um, you're going to find people doing this and, and they'll be, and it's, it's really rare. It's really weird, very weird to do this. You know, that whole Mr. Money mustache kind of lived like him in a lot of different ways. I rode a bike for years instead of, you know, driving and owning a car and stuff years and years and years. Um, we had to get a car when, when, you know, our kids, when we had kids and we have a really inexpensive small car. Um, and, you know, you just keep doing that stuff. And, and it seems so weird, right? Like, you're one out of 100,000 that they do this. Um, but, you know, that's how you do it over and over and over again. So hopefully you gain something from this. And, uh, you know, do share the pod. Let other people know. And you learn something. All right, take care. Have a wonderful day.